welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent conference and season fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to the show. Welcome to the second episode of KCON 2022. We did. One. Wait, what year 2022. is it? <laughs> it was the 10th anniversary of KCON, which started in 2012. So yes. it is 2022. There we go. Uh, and we had so much to do this year at KCON that we just simply couldn't fit it all into one episode. Um, so this we this episode is all about the concert. Um, and as always, KCON was two nights um, and they all always have a, a different lineup each evening. Um, this year was no exception. That was also the case, but we went to the Saturday show. Um, so we are going to tell you all about that evening. Um, and yeah, this was a pretty big lineup. I think there were eight different acts um, on both nights, which might be the most that we've ever seen at KCON. Um, but it can't be certainly sure. can't be sure. I'd have to, I'd have to look up the, the lineups from the past, but um, there were a lot of people and the show was longer um, than it, was it usually very was. Long. It started at eight o'clock and we didn't get out of there until about 1130. So it was a very long show. It surely was, uh, but it was a good time and we took diligent notes as we always do. Mm-hmm. So we'll tell you all about it and you can feel like you were there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had, thankfully, thank you so much, KCON, for providing us with lovely tickets to the concert. Mm-hmm. We were in different rows, but literally just catty corner one seat. Yeah, I was away, like diagonally so we could just turn behind around and Janet. talk to each other. Um, and we had great a great view. We yeah. were like right on the corner of it. Seemed because the former Staples Center, current Crypto.com Arena, um, is a stage in the round. It's a stadium where the the stage is always set up in the middle. Um, and they always, you know, sell out all the seats. Like, they mm-hmm. don't block off a particular section. But there was one side of the stage that seemed to be the front. Right, um, where all the cameras were set yeah. up in the bank. And then, uh, but the a lot of the performers would try to do one, one song facing one way and then another mm-hmm. song facing the other, which is pretty typical. So we were, um, like, looking, we were basically on the left hand corner of, of the, the front quote unquote front yeah. Mm-hmm. um and yeah the i feel like they must have redone this arena since the last time i was there because mm-hmm. there are way more like levels of box seats in the middle and then the like nosebleeds are like so 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 high up like every mm-hmm. time i looked up at the people up there it was like giving me vertigo even though yeah. i was on the ground like it's such a big place and it was full of people Absolutely full. Light stick, all the varied light sticks going mm. for like all the groups. And as always, you always see people just like bringing in light sticks for groups that aren't even there. Just because yeah. it's fun to have a light stick and you need something to cheer with. Um, but the show started again with our girl Alex Reed coming out one more time to introduce the Berkeley dancers one more time. So <laughs> yep. we saw them do their performance for a third time. But I think this one was obviously the best because... They had so much more room on yeah. the big stage and like, and they were in a freaking like huge arena. Mm-hmm. I bet performing in a space like that is just wild. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, they seemed to be having a, a lot of fun um, during their performance. And then afterward, there was like a raffle. Um, Asiana Airlines gave away a round trip ticket to Korea. So Alex brought up the winner and they took some photos and got their tickets. Um, and then we went into uh, a VCR, which usually starts out KCON and it has it's, you know, narrated by different idols of KCON and they act out and spell out the rules of KCON. Um, so like, don't use your, like, don't be on the phone and, uh, like stand up and cheer and have and fun. cheer loud and be respectful of all of the groups and like, have a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also noticed that a lot of people were really, really going wild during this rules thing because a member of in hypen named Sanu was not at KCON, but was one of the, like, was the representative mm. in Hypen for the rules video. So people were like, you know, reacting very strongly to seeing him in the video. Um, and it was cute. Yeah. And then we got a, an 80s VCR and it was real drama. Like this road will take us one step closer. And it went from like, it said nowhere. And then it the spacing changed and it said now here. <laughs> um, and then the they like popped up from the middle of the stage. Cause like the, the middle, cause the stage is just a square. And the middle of it is like a platform that raises up and down. So the 80s come out. Um, they're standing in all white under like the walls that lift up in from the middle um and then but they immediately leave and then they just like stood there for a second and then they immediately walked off stage and the backup dancers who were also wearing all white came out and they opened like with the backup dancers dancing um and there were like gold and silver accents on the on their uh outfits and stuff one of them had like a floaty skirt thing and somebody had silver pants um but i wrote down that to be honest it was a little bit hard to tell them apart from the backup dancers because in that particular moment they were all wearing mostly white mm -hmm. um and so that they got like confused for me um, but they just did one song and then we went immediately into another VCR and I'm sorry, but I don't know what song that they did. Yeah. I didn't write it down either. I didn't write it down either. I wrote down all their other songs, but I don't know what the first one was. And then it went into a VCR that was like a POV of all of the groups, like ringing your doorbell, mm -hmm. like bing bong. It's us. We're here. Let's cake on. Yeah. And then MC, MC Bangchan rose, rose out, out of, of the, the floor, floor with a handful of red roses and a black suit. And I wrote, oh, his accent is so cute. And he said, it's very hot today. And it's definitely because of you. Um, and anyway, he talked about how like he was so happy to be back after three years for the 10th anniversary. Like, aren't you so excited? Like, because it's a special day, I prepared something special. And then he like walked around the stage and he threw his roses into the crowd. Um, and then he said... Here in Papia, okay, the, the fantasy been, world of K-pop. I had been wondering all week because the like main huge like the the color scheme for like the all of the uh, what's word I can't even think of words like banners and signs that were like KCON yeah. 2022. It was like a blue and neon green uh, like motif, and then there were these little like speech bubbles that said like Anyang and like. K-Con, I'm like, what, K-pop? And one of them said, 
Papia. And I was like, what the fuck is Papia? And it wasn't until Bang Chan said it's a fictional K-pop land that I had any idea what Papia was. So that was, I didn't even notice it on the signs. Bang Chan saying it was the first time that it had ever entered my consciousness. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like now we have a a K-con Kwangya too. And yeah, apparently, because he said that we were, they were going to present dreamlike moments and performances. Um, And then he talked about how they had all prepared stages and there was going to be a relay challenge plus some collaboration stages and a lucky draw. Um, So he just sort of warmed up the crowd, got everybody to scream, had everybody do the iconic let's kick on. on. (laughs) Uh, And then he sunk back into the floor. Um, And we got ATs back on the screen, but this time we get like a concert style opening VCR where all of the members get shown with their like little name tags. Um, And then they popped back out of the center of the stage. And this time they were wearing some of the, some pieces of the same outfits, but now they had more like black um, and white and gold and the backup dancers were only in all white. So it was much easier to tell them apart the second time around. They also had a flag. Yes, they did have a flag. Um, and the only one that I wrote down was Songhua because he's one of the three ATs names that I know. And he was wearing a slutty leather vest that had cutouts in it. And he had elbow length gloves and flowy tails and a shoulder cape. And he looked real dramatic with his like high cut fade and his lines shaved into the sides of his head. Um, but yeah, there was a, there was a cool lift in the first song. Did you write down what? Yes, the songs I wrote down were? all of the songs. The first song that they did is called Wonderland. Okay, great. Is that the one? Is that when they brought out the weapons? I think so. Unless it was the first say my name, which was next. Okay. Did they do that before they, they talked? Yeah, they did three songs before they talked. Oh, damn. They did Wonderland, Say My Name, and Hala Hala. And during Hala Hala, I wrote down, oh my God, they are so sweaty. Yes. They were so sweaty. They were so sweaty. Okay, so that means it was during Say My Name that they brought out the weapons. The backup dancers had like huge archery bows, and then Songhua had a sword. Um, and my note says the bass at my feet is so intense because it like I feel like I had never in the history of KCON been able to like feel <laughs> it in my feet the way that I could. Um, and yeah, the third song started out like kind of slow. I thought it was going to be a ballad and then like it got real hype. Um, and after the third song, they stopped to talk and they did their whole group greeting. They greeted one side, then the other. Um, and they talked about how they were back to LA after seven months and they introduced each of the individual members and somebody's mic was ringing. That was my only note for the Mm -hmm. greeting is that somebody's mic was going like, like the, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, and then they introduced Gorilla, which was the next song that they did. And one of them had a cane, which they got like seemingly from nowhere. And they did the whole dance with a cane. Um, and then they did another song. Then they did Wave. And mm-hmm. for Wave, they weren't doing any choreo. They yeah. were just walking around and waving and trying to like take in. Everyone tried to spend a second at like each corner of the stage. To, yeah, like, they like you spread know, the, out to the to the, the fan waving part. And this is when I noticed that San, the other one of the other the ATs that, that I, know, I know, had hair dye pouring down his face. Just- Pouring like he looked like a broken porcelain doll, just like 
black cracky lines just running down running down his face and i was so in shock and i remember and i was like when they were talking because we had noticed how sweaty they were before they even stopped to talk and i noticed when they stopped to talk that they like some of them ran to the side and got some water and some of them ran to the side and got a towel because i specifically remember being like oh they must have to be careful about the way that they mop their sweat because one of them had just like face planted like into the towel and then I saw son with this hair dye running down his face and I was like none of your bros gave you a towel son you they were so like if we could see from our seats how bad it was they were standing right next to him like nobody was like bro nobody helped him so much hair dye on your face it was crazy (laughs) it was I felt so bad for him and he had his little like black bowl cut. So it was just in all like down his cheeks and all (laughs) over his forehead. Oh, my poor son, my poor, poor, poor boy. But anyway, he never once, I mean, he probably didn't know. So he just like gave everything he had and with all his hair dye gray streaks (laughs) down his cheeks. Um, then they did a song called Rocky and somebody like was given like a red like boxing robe and I a WWF ball. The other one. Like a, <laughs> I know. A WWF like championship yes. belt to like, mm-hmm. you know, go with the vibe of a song called Rocky. Yes. Uh, and then, th- uh, no. Well, do you have one more song after them? Oh, okay, okay. And then they do the last song. And their last song is was The Real. Mm-hmm. And my note for this was just like, a, I was angry at this point because they, I was like, they just did seven songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 2016 me is so mad that I only saw Shiny do three songs. And they just got to do seven? Like, yeah. Ugh. I was just like shocked because I also, I don't think I'd ever seen anyone do such a long set at KCON ever. Yes. That was interesting too, is that like in previous years, it had been more, the, the concert time felt more evenly split, um, in that like everybody just gets three or everybody gets 15 to 20 minutes. And like, and then there was like an ex, like the year 17 was there or like the second year 17 was there that we went and saw them. They got to do like an additional like surprise stage, like throughout with the units. And then they'd played at the end, or maybe it was like, everybody does three songs. And then the last person gets to do five or something. But to have the very first person come out, sing, then leave, then come back and do a whole like 30 straight minutes of just 80s I couldn't believe it I was really surprised really surprised um but I did my only note for the last one is oh this is that 80s high school song that somebody sent us because I like yes because it it was yeah the 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 song that we watched yeah on our uh one one k-pop video yeah yeah, yeah. and it has that like super like high-pitched traditional instrument in it yeah 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 Mm mm-hmm but then we get a Kepler VCR. That's my next. Note. Yes, it was a baby photo VCR of like a lot of baby photos and baby videos of Kepler. And the like thesis of the video was, quote, the stage that we dreamed of. Yes. So it was all about like, this is mm-hmm. what I've always wanted. And now we're here. And then the ladies came out and they were all wearing these like very sort of 
clueless style, like matching two pieces, red and white with some plaid and like little blouses and ankles, like little white ankle boots. But they did Lovey and Rose. By Eyes One. And my, I was so stoked because I love this song and it was very exciting to see Kepler do it. But like my main note was, holy shit, they are so small. Cause like compared to like the eighties who had just sunk into the stage, then these like extremely tiny girls like came up in their place and they were so yeah, small. They were very little. Um, but I loved it. I loved hearing La Vian Rose sung by someone else. And it was just, it was a fun little cover to start with, mm-hmm. but then they went away and I yeah. was like, what? They went away immediately. <laughs> And then we had what is another staple of the KCON concert, which is that the different idol MCs will just appear in the crowd. Like they come out of the VOMs and just like stand in the stairwells um, and do their little next piece um, from there. So we had Yeji and Leah from ITZY uh, and they said their piece sort of half in Korean and half in English. Um, and at first they were like, they said hello to everybody and then they like read out different fan signs around them and they were supposed to in this segment talk to a fan that had been like pre-selected and they asked the camera like to show the fans and this got a little awkward because it it took a while (laughs) they like showed the fans for like one second and then like went back to the crowd and then leo was like can you show us the fan yeah and then like more silence and like more rumbling and like This took forever, but then they did finally show us like two girls in the pit who had a microphone Mm -hmm. and it was like, who are you here to see? And they said, gravity. No, they said in hyphen. (laughs) And then Leah and Yeji were like, well, we have a little bit of a special surprise for you because this is a quote unquote interview that is happening through these enormous screens on the so it's like a weird Zoom call, but like you're both live in, the same in person room and, and live and yeah. everybody's watching you. And so Yeji and Leah were like, we have a special surprise for you. And then like nothing happened. And they were like, just wait a moment. I'm sure it will come any moment now. And then finally, and Hypen came out into the wings of the stage and they were shown on screen. And so like the boys from Hypen and the girls in the crowd, like, just shouted oh I love you like at each other and I wrote that the girl in the corset shoots her shot lol because she said something about like like so and so I love you this is for you and then like gave him like little hearts or something and then he like laughed um but yeah yeah I just wrote my I just wrote that Leah is a hero yes trying to deal with it for having to deal with it was so awkward and I said I hope that the fans really liked that because oh my god what a whole thing yeah it like took a very long time and in the silences between while everybody was waiting there was just like a weird Panic is too strong of a word, but there was like a weird vibe in the crowd and everyone was just like looking around and trying to see what was happening Mm -hmm. and trying to see what was going on and nothing was going on. And it was all, it was just like very strange. Just very like frantic energy. And something Um, that I thought was interesting now that you mentioned it, that Yeji was speaking in Korean. I feel like in previous years, some like thinking about like Vernon and Josh or whatever mm -hmm. being the MCs, 
that when the idols were speaking in Korean, it was like it was scripted and they'd put subtitles on the screen. And that was not, they They did not do do that that this time. Yeah. So like Yeji's, whatever she said in that segment just went unsubbed for everybody there. Like we have, I don't have any notes on what they actually said before this whole awkward fan interaction because it was, we don't know. I have no idea. Um, But then they, Yeji and Leah introduced Lightsum. Um, and so we got the Lightsum member pictures on the screen with the names just like they did for ATs. Um, and the members appeared spread out in the corner of the stage. So there were like two in every corner. Um, and they did this little dance intro with just two members at a time. Um, and then they came into the middle for the main formation. And this is when they were wearing their green and black and white like yes. schoolgirl cheerleader letterman jacket outfits which was really cute um did you did you get any of the song titles for these i don't i wrote i I know that the first one is their debut song but like i don't know off the top of my head what it's called but i bet i I bet i could find it in like two seconds uh it's called alive yes yeah so they did a live, and mm-hmm. then when they were giving their little group member introduction, I ran to the bathroom really fast, and I wrote this down just because I kind of couldn't believe it, but someone was fucking smoking a cigarette in the bathroom during <laughs> the lights up thing. I was like, okay. Wow. Wow. I don't know if I've ever actually seen anybody smoking a cigarette in a bathroom like a like you're in Greece. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, but so yeah, my notes for the for their little talk was just that one of those one of the members had a fully crimped ponytail and that their voices are just as tiny as they are. Um, and then they sang one more song, which is called I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's V I V A C E V what V I V A C E Vivace Vivas Vivas I I don't know I don't know I don't know. But the little girl in front of me, there were two little girls in front of me that were like maybe seven. Um, and one of them was living for Lightsome. She like stood on her chair and she was like trying to follow along with her hands in the choreography. She was like doing such, it wasn't the same choreo, but it was like intentional. Um, and she was having such a great it was time. So they were very cute, those little girls. Yes, yeah, they were very cute. Um, and then Cravity came out immediately after Lightsome. Um, they had their member names and the pictures on the big screen. They were all wearing like bedazzled Canadian tuxedos, denim jackets, and jeans with like printed shirts. These were the sparkly jackets I saw them in at the tour. Yes, at the rookie that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Beautiful um, sparkles. And I believe they started with Adrenaline. Yes, they did. Um, And that song is such a bop. And there was like big high kicks in it. It was really fun. And they did an extended dance break where then almost every member got like an ending fairy moment. Um, And then they did their intro. They said hello. Um, And the member who was from L.A. who had talked about it being a full circle moment. Alan is his name, I believe. He did most of the talking. He said he was so happy to be performing in his hometown um, and that even though they're rookies they're so excited to be here and like traveling around Um, and then they introduced their next which I think is the last song that they did Um, and I didn't write down what it was called my turn okay I just wrote down that it was loud Um, and the little girl in front of me who had been living for lightsome was straight up pouting in her chair during the entire gravity performance um and the mom the mom that she was with turned around to us 
I don't know, I guess like the girls behind me had like made a joke about how like, oh, she's, she look, she's so mad now. And their mom turned around and was like, she just really doesn't have patience for the boy groups. And I was like, good for her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then we got a really interesting surprise. um, And there was like a little VCR thing that I think showed uh, or like introduced the idea that um, Itzy's Studio Choom, which had Ryujin and Yeji, they did a Studio Choom dance to a BB Rexa song called Break My Heart Myself. And the video had reached over 200 million views and they introduced a groundbreaking stage where BB Rexa herself appeared in the middle from underneath the screens and she started singing Break My Heart Myself. And then Yeji appeared out of the floor in one corner of the stage and she took a verse. And then the two of them sang the chorus together. And then Rujin joined from the other corner of the stage and she sang a verse. And then she sang like two lines. Yeah, she didn't even Her have a Her part was verse. like so small. I was yeah. like, what? And I also wrote down that they never. Ever sang all three together like when Yeji came out like she did the verse and then they like kind of harmonized sometimes during the chorus and then Ryujin came out and she did like two lines and then they kind of harmonized during the chorus but all three of them never sang at the same time and I was like that feels like a wasted opportunity to not like do a full-fledged cover with three of you, but whatever. But it was cool because it was a total surprise and nobody had any idea that it was going to happen. Yes. So that's a fun little mm-hmm. little KCON surprise. And we got another fun KCON surprise, which is that three Racha uh, or Sir Racha of Stray Kids, they did a special stage. Um, Bang Chan came up from the middle of the floor and the other two came up from the sides. Um, and they were wearing like tan flight suits and one of them them, and two of them had like folded it down to have like shirts underneath. They looked like Ghostbusters, yeah. like cool Ghostbusters. And this is when I started to, I think I like fell in love with Chung being from Stray Kids a little <laughs> bit during this show. He just has amazing stage presence and I was so drawn to him and it's so funny to me I don't understand I'm like such a vocal stan and I like love vocalists and that's what I care about k-pop but like rappers I'm always just like rappers yes (laughs) like I don't get it I don't get it but anyway I think the song that they did was called we be screaming sure I didn't write down any titles. I the only I was writing down titles the whole time because I needed to know. Dude, I tried when I tried to Shazam the AT songs. My Shazam straight up didn't recognize them. They were like nothing here, and I was like, but, but this is a song. (laughs) (laughs) I know you can do it. My Shazam really failed me um, this time around, but that's okay. So then we got a super unknown group to us, which was. I and I. Yes, but I just thought it was interesting because in the little clip package that introduced I and I, they were like really hyping up the idea of Korean survival shows. Yes. And that and they called them quote the beginning of endless K-pop expansion. Yeah. So I wrote that down because I was like, oh, because this is a group, it's a Japanese group, mm-hmm. 
but they were formed on a Korean K-pop survival style reality show. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't know, the whole point was like, we're now outsourcing this format. Yeah. Which was yeah, very yeah, yeah. interesting. It was very interesting. And I also found it like a little bit ironic considering all the controversy and like implosion of the produce franchise yeah. <laughs> that they were like, really elevating that produce style show, like putting it on this pedestal. And I was like, I mean, that all crashed and burned, but sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then anyway, the members came up out of the middle of the floor. They were wearing like black and white, different structured jackets. Um, there were a lot of boys in this, in this group. I think there were about 11. I think there are 11 of them. Yeah. I looked it up beforehand and there were 11 of them mm -hmm. on the stage. Yes, they were all there. Um, and my notes say, I, I'm i guessing this song is called Password because it's they kept saying press the password. I'm going to press my password yeah. is the chorus. Mm -hmm. But I also was confused and wrote this down. I wrote, what language is this song in? Because when they played it before the concert started, you know, they were like showing music videos or showing little clips. And we had seen Oh, I and I on the list. And I was like, who are they? Oh, they're Japanese. And they were playing a clip of their music video. And the song was absolutely in Japanese in the music video. But when they were singing at KCON, they were singing in Korean. So I was like, have they redone this song in both mm. languages? Is this special for KCON? I was a little confused. I wonder if, because this, they said that this was the title of their upcoming, right? It, it was a title off of their August release. Okay. So I think maybe if they had been formed and then quote unquote debuted off of the show, maybe the original version was in Japanese and then the, the like release that they're putting out, the official release is mm -hmm. in Korean. Mm -hmm. That would be my that guess. That would make sense. But I, I don't know. I'd have to look into it. Um, so then they, you know, they introduced themselves uh, as a group and as individuals. They said that it was um, the first time performing for their overseas fans. But I honestly could not hear their names. No. Like their you mics only, were like going in and out. Their or mics were not working except for one of their mics was working very clearly because mm -hmm. it was just... <laughs> Like over, like somebody was breathing extremely hard into mm -hmm. a mic, but then everybody else's mics were really hard to hear, mm -hmm. but they all like tried to individually introduce themselves and they all said cute things like, I'm Japanese samurai. And then they yeah. like do like yeah, a weird yeah, yeah. move. They just kept like saying silly things and they were so excitable and they seemed like really happy and like nice boys, but I couldn't hear them very well. Yeah. Couldn't really hear them at all. Um, and then they did a second song, um, that was very loud. And I said it had fun knee choreo. It's called Rocketeer and Great. it was their debut song. All right, there we go. Um, and then after, so I and I only did two tracks and then they were done. Um, and then we got two in hyphens as our MCs, and one of them was Australian. Um, yeah, I was surprised. I was like, oh, there's just all these Australian boys all over there's, this K-pop now. Yeah, I know. The Aussies have infiltrated. Um, but they said, how would you feel to perform with your idols? Um, and so they introduced the Kepler Dream Stage. Um, and so this is where people competed during the convention to dance with Kepler, um, and they got to dance together 
together during the day of the convention. And also they were going to get the chance to do it now um, at KCON. So Kepler came out of the floor. They were wearing different plaid outfits and they did their debut song, Wada Da. Um, and they, for the second chorus, the fans like came in from all corners of the stage um, and they like filled it all up and they got to dance. Uh, they basically only did every chorus. Yeah, it was very funny because the final chorus comes pretty quick after the like bridge or thing or whatever. So they all like ran down the stairs and then like immediately ran back up them. But it was so like, I don't know. It like made me emotional and it was Mm -hmm. like really, really cool because they picked a lot of fans. Yes. I thought it was just going to be a few, but they filled that whole stage and they were, they were all killing it and they were all like different ages and races and everyone was wearing different outfits. Yeah. We had different body types and like all different kinds of people on stage too. Like it was really, they picked a nice diverse like sampling of people. Um, and it was really sweet afterward because the fans got to stay and like say hello to Kepler and take a picture with them. Um, and I saw this one girl that was like talking to, to Huning Dai he, uh, afterwards and like, they were like having a nice sweet little Aww. moment and she gave her like a big hug. It was really cute. Um, and then the group introduced themselves and they like said hello, but leaders, the leaders, Mike was busted. Yeah. Like it was not working at all, which mm-hmm. was, a weird bummer yeah uh and then we got a vcr which was something that almost all the groups did and this for was the rest em- of the show yeah, yeah which was an emoji quest um and so this was basically just like three two or three members from the group were given emojis to recreate and they just had to like make make the their face look like that um, but it was very pre-recorded and had the like whoop 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 sound effects in it yeah almost, and like, all the like thing. editing and stuff it was a whole <laughs> little package it wasn't like a live challenge um and then they did up 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 but i thought it was very funny before they did up is that after all of the fans left from the dream stage, they all like ran to the middle and like got information mm-hmm. for the start of up and this extremely long VCR played and they were all just like standing there in the dark. And it was like this, it was just very <laughs> funny because they just had to like stand still while this very long VCR played. Yeah. Um, yes. And they did up and I loved it and I screamed the whole thing and I loved it. I love that song. I was so excited to see Kepler. Yeah, it was great. So then we had in Hypen, um, and we got a very dramatic VCR. Um, they talked about like walking the line until you can draw the line yourself or something like that. Um, and then the boys came out of the middle and they were wearing like suits and ties with like wallet chains and little pops of red. Like one of them had their guns out. Um, and I think the first song was called pass the mic. Yeah. It's called future perfect parentheses pass the mic. Very well. Um, <laughs> my, I have a note that says the breathing after each track is so loud. <laughs> it was like so like funny it and strange so that it was loud. like when people were talking, you couldn't hear them, but like the heavy breathing was like constant. <laughs> it was oh, so no. loud. Um, so after Pass the Mic, they introduced themselves and uh, as a group and as individuals. And then they did a giveaway, which this took a long time as well. Um, and I for my first my very first note is how is this going to work like are you truly finding these people in the crowd like are we gonna have to wait for them to like make their way to the stage 
And they didn't do that. They didn't do that. But it was strange because I think that this was like a booth at the regular convention center. You could get a raffle ticket. And then they were pulling numbers out of the box. But like not everyone who goes to the convention is at the concert. Right. So they would just like call a number and then like spin around and look at this like 20,000 people and be like, anyone? Anyone? Yeah. And it was, and it took forever and then, like, sometimes people would be screaming and they'd be, or, like, like shaking you, their lights or something. Like, yeah. Did that person win? Like, have we done enough? And, like, it was awkward. Yeah, and took it a was long a time. bit of a mess. Um, but the raffle was for signed merch. Um, and I think it was, like, official KCON merch. Yeah. So I think that this would have been at the official, like, KCON merch booth or whatever. Um, but anyway, they were just, like, calling the names. They pulled five or six and then they said, look at the info online to see how to redeem your tickets after the concert. And I was like, good luck to y'all. <laughs> um, and then we got another little emoji quest VCR from a few of the Enhypens um, before their next song. And I saw that the boys were like passing water bottles to each other in the dark um, because they also had to like wait <laughs> in the dark on stage. That was the other part VCR. that was kind of funny is like, because it is a stage in the round, like, at K-pop concerts, they tuck water bottles and mm-hmm. towels like into the front monitors. But because they're in the middle of this huge stage, like a member or two would just have to like scamper all the, the way side. to the side. Yeah. And it was very funny because then they'd be like so far away from the group and have to get back <laughs> to them. Um, but so the second song that they did, the choreo like started in a pile. Um, and my guess for the title of the song is Fever. That is correct. Great. It's based solely off of whatever they repeated a lot. I like that song <laughs> a lot. Yes. My only note is that it was sluttier than the first track (laughs) (laughs) um and then we got a polaroid my love or polaroid love yes um, and that was a walk around and wave instead of doing choreo thing that one was like cheerful fan song and they just said thank you and goodbye and in hypen was gone uh, and then we got Felix and Hyunjin of Stray Kids as our MCs. They popped up uh, and they introduced a girl group that they said represented Gen Z. Uh, and they said that this girl group had remixed a song for us. And they introduced the Gen Z pop special stage, which was Lightsome, who were supposedly doing a Tomboy remix but it was not a remix. It was just the song from start to finish. Um, but it had, you know, nine people in it instead of five. Which I was a little bit, like, tickled by just because, like, our dance teacher will occasionally make us do a four-member group song with nine people. Mm-hmm. And it's always, like, a struggle to make people, like, fit into the formations or whatever. So I was like, ah, look at them, like, doing yeah, Tomboy with too to many it. people. But they did a good job. They did they a good did job. A really and they also... Job. For like the last chorus, instead of all staying in the middle, they all split up and just faced the audience from the edges of the stage to do like the Mm -hmm. last little chorus or whatever. And everyone was going freaking crazy and like singing the song so loud because that is like absolutely one of the top songs of the year. Mm -hmm. And everyone was happy to see Tomboy. But it wasn't a remix. It was a fun cover, but they didn't change it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a cover. 
So then we had a VCR with Itsy, um, and the girls were looking cute and like old school internet graphics. Um, and then they were like the middle screen walls like came down. So they were like hidden inside the walls. Um, and then they, the walls lifted up and they were all in white. Um, they did sneakers first. And then they introduced themselves um, and Leah had some kind of mic pack issue, like her, Mm -hmm. whatever was happening. She like had to like run and talk to somebody for a minute and then like come back. And she was like trying to talk while like stuffing it back into the little like built in pocket. Um, (coughs) And they had prepared a game. So they did an emoji quiz. The members of the group had to look at like a little like hieroglyphics of emojis and guess the song title and the artist and do the point choreo. And whoever got the most points would be the ending fairy for their next song. Um, and this was really cute. Like for the first one, it was, it was, it was like a kind of complicated, like, because emoji. I think we were all expecting, like when you usually do these, it's like you expect it to spell something or to be, like what are the like the puzzles on the PBR caps like yeah 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 like yeah where it's like each each emoji is a piece of the title mm-hmm. but it was basically it all was like of these emojis are are the yeah so the first one was like a couple and a broken heart and a girl crying and then like a regular heart that was back intact and so yeah they were like they figured out that it was black pink somehow but then they were guessing like every oh, yeah. possible black pink song cuz i think the first song. guess was kill this love and then uh i guess it I was think leah, leah who was doing the, the mc yeah. and she was like it is someone from like it is related to black pink like you're not totally wrong on the artist and like yuna like ran to the audience to be like help me like give me hints give me clues um, and Eugen eventually guesses that it's Jenny solo. Um, and she, they like all do a little bit of the choreo, mm-hmm. um, which was cute. Cause that was a part, like, that's how you had to get the game or had to, how you would get the point. Um, and then the next one was BTS's fire and nobody knew the choreo to it, which was very fun. They but they all did the, the little, little like <laughs> arm lifties. <laughs> And that's all yeah. they had, but it was very um, funny. But it was really fun. And then the third one, which was for three points. Um, so like Rujin got two points because she was the one who guessed Solo and Fire. And then Yeji guessed this last one, which was like a very long series of things, but it was Itsy Mafia in the morning. It was funny because the first two, it was like a moon and the night emoji and then it was the sunrise emoji and then a detective emoji yeah. and and so i guess the detective guy because of his hat and coat was supposed to represent the, the mafia, mafia. <laughs> <laughs> yes it was very funny um but so yeah she got that right and because that was for three points she won the ending fairy moment um and then they sang surf which is my favorite itsy song and i absolutely screamed when they said okay now it's time for surf and and I was like, what? <laughs> yes. I was so happy. They all like went to what each one, like there was one in every corner and then somebody stood in the middle and they just like sang it. Um, and it was so beautiful. I love that song so much. It's so fun. Um, and then they all got back together in the middle to do wannabe. Um, they were so out of breath after it was really funny. Um, but they were, I mean, they were killing it. And then they said, our last song is really fun to sing along to. So like sing along if you know it. And they did Dala Dala. 
Which was great because yeah. we saw them do Dala Dala last time we saw them at yeah, KCON, which was right three after years ago. their debut. Yes. Mm, they were brand new then. Um, yeah, and kind I think, of. No, go no ahead. I was going to say, I think we saw them do like Dala Dala and maybe Icy. Yeah, I think that's all they the had time. at the moment. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of an interesting thing that, I mean, maybe this can be a wrap up conversation but that the last time we were at a kcon concert we saw both itsy and stray kids and both groups have like grown and changed so much in that time between and itsy and stray kids were the headliners of this evening Mm -hmm. like they were the final acts and when we had seen them before they were like the opening acts because they had just debuted and only had a couple songs and now they each got like 30 minutes or whatever so that was really cool um well, I mean, I guess Itzy didn't do as many songs as ATs did, but uh, yeah, they still got like a nice chunk of time. So that was interesting to see to see the difference. Um, and then their set ended with their little emoji quest VCR, where they had to 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 recreate the emojis. Um, and then we got San and another ATs as our MCs. Um, my only note for whatever they were saying was that their inflection was really funny because they were giving it, they were like saying everything in English, but they had clearly just like memorized the lines. It phonetically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there was just like a part where they were like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and it was just like a very like stilted sort of reading. Um, but they were introducing a special stage that was going to be a relay performance challenge of previous KCON performances. Um, so they showed like videos of like 2 PM and twice doing a collaboration stage at a previous KCON or like super junior doing Lo Siento with, with Leslie Grace or whatever. Yeah. It was, they introduced it as somehow like that they had gotten people to vote on Twitter for like, yeah, for like the the 10 most iconic K-pop KCON performances Mm -hmm. ever or something yeah and so then we had a vcr where in hypen watched and discussed those 10 voted on stages um and then decided to do uh bts so then we had a live performance where in hypen came out and they did permission to dance but it was not a relay. Like they had, no, they imp- just they, did it. <laughs> they said it was a relay performance challenge. Like that was the title of this segment, but they just did the dance and the core. Like it was just a cover, just like the lights. Um, was not a tomboy remix. It was just a cover. Um, but that was fun. And the in hypens got to come back out. Um, and then I have our stray kids drama VCR. Yes. It's time for I them think to that's be dramatic. Where we're at. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. So we get like a lot of one shots, which are like overlaid with like behind the scenes footage and like performances and their music videos. And it had like voiceovers and headlines and a real like intro hype up for stray yeah. kids. And then every single member got a name and a close up, and they popped up from the middle of the stage. Um, and they were just wearing like simple black, like, pants and black button ups with like t-shirts or some structured black something a lot of leather pants a lot of alexander mcqueen Mm. um and the first song was maniac uh and And it was so great live like oh man that song is such a mood and like wow i feel like straight i feel like 
Stray Kids music is a little bit too much for me in everyday life, but Stray Kids music live is exactly how yes. it should be. Like totally, perceived. and I feel like I had like I have there's been a handful of Stray Kids songs that have like caught my attention in the past, but I feel like I walked away from the Stray Kids show being like I totally get it. Like in this first song, literally my first note is I get it. To be honest, like because Maniac is so fun and then like when that first line of felix drops in like maniac maniac or whatever my notes are just like felix truly i love you like you bring me so much joy like just literally just the sound of your voice makes me so happy um but so maniac was really fun and then they did their group intro and bang chan is so smiley and adorable i like can't get over it. He's too charming. Yeah. Um, and they did a KCON make a wish segment. Yes. I had like, I, my notes before that are, I probably was just like too sleepy and feeling too sensitive, but the screams for each of the members were so deeply unbalanced. It like made <laughs> me feel bad for them. I was like, Oh no. Like I bet that's hard to realize. Like I'm the not popular member of this group mm, Yeah, because the screams were very unbalanced. And I also wrote down because it made me laugh. The stray kids kept like at any moment of silence going boo, 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 boo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like one of them did it when they was just like Felix and Hyunjin emceeing. There was like a moment of silence and Hyunjin was just like, burr, 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 burr. and I'm like, what is, <laughs> what, what are we doing? Anyway, make a wish challenge. Make a wish. Yes. So fans sent wishes. So the members had to pick one name out of a box and then a wish out of the other box. So the first name to get pulled out was Hyunjin. And for his wish, he had to do 10 push-ups. He, oh for God. whatever reason, chose to do these push-ups one-handed. And let me tell you, the boys struggled through he those 10 push-ups. All the members <laughs> came around and were like helping lift him up and down through these 10 push-ups. And I was like, but he didn't I don't give think up anyone and, you know, told that's... you you had to do them one-handed, bro. But he, he persevered. He got through them all. Then we had Lino. He got pulled out of the, the hat. And he had to do uh, his favorite photo poses. So he just like posed four times and did cute little faces. And then Suman was the last one. Uh, he got pulled out and his make a wish was to smile as wide as he can. So then the camera zoomed in real close and he smiled real big and he has braces. <laughs> it was the cutest fucking thing. I've yeah. Ever seen. I don't know how it like worked out so perfectly that he's the one that had to smile and like oh my god is braces oh my god i, I love that it. idols have braces now i know i think it's really 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 cute we had been watching some tv show recently and like seen a boy on it that had that had braces and we were like so shocked by it um because i remember like he getting invisalign and stuff right and so that like this boy is just like out here with his little clear rubber band metal braces i was like that's fucking cute um and then they did another lucky draw so this was the same thing that Cravity did pulling these raffle tickets out of the box for signed merch and uh then like trying to find them in the crowd and at this point i have a note that says why is it 11 18 and this concert is still going for the love of god i am tired i wrote it's 11 19 and i feared the concert will never end 
So then we got the Emoji Quest VCR while they cleared the stage of all the boxes and shit. And then we did. Uh, did you get the name? Yes, of the I next have the one? name of all. Okay, of the what songs. is it? the next one? Was called Thunderous. Okay, I I wrote that it had slutty choreo, a lot of deep squats and body and pelvic rolls, and I noticed that Hyunjin's hand was all wrapped up in a bandage. So yeah. I don't know, but he's injured, I guess. Um, he didn't perform as so though. Oh, was that's why he did one handed push ups. Oh. <laughs> His other hand was it. bunk. We he got had it. to. Okay, oh, then wow. I, I I give you less shit for for struggling through those. Good for you. Good for you. You made the best. Um, of it. you did everything you could. Uh, and then they did backdoor, mm. and I was so excited. That's my personal favorite uh, Stray Kids song. And they did a really good job during that song of playing to different sides of the the stage because, like we said, a lot of artists will just like do one song with the front on one stage and then turn to the other side of the stage to do another song. But in backdoor, they like did it throughout the whole like the whole song was played to different sides of the crowd, and that was really cool. Um, then we got another ment and I said, Lasai, uh, and Bang Chan was like, we could do this all night. And my note says, but we can't Bang Chan, please. <laughs> uh, so then they did God's venue and they started it out just like jumping around. No core, nor no choreo until like the first chorus. And then they like got into it for real. They had also set up before they started that they wanted everybody to do the do, 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 do. Do's like yeah. with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was the last song that they did. So they said that wraps up KCON 2022 LA day one. Um, they brought everybody back out for the final like group goodbye. And we had the confetti cannons go off. Um, and that was, that was it that we finally filed out of that stadium at 1130 PM. Yeah. And I wonder, we had, we talked to somebody on the last day who was wondering if Bang Chan got told in his in-ears, like we gotta, we gotta go. Cause I'm just, I still feels like so confused by how like unbalanced the show was. The set times. That ATs did so many songs, but they didn't. They didn't talk or like mm-hmm. play a game or like they didn't do anything extra. They just like yeah. did a whole bunch of songs, which is like, you know, great, cool. They got to like show a lot. And I wonder if Stray Kids were also going to do like seven songs. Yeah, because they only did like four. Um, and so it's interesting that the last act did fewer songs than the than first, the first one. one. But it also could very well be a thing because I know there are like city ordinances that like if they had let us out of there too late, mm-hmm. Crypto.com would have to like pay fines to the neighborhood because like yeah. it's too late and you can't have people like making noise on the street after a certain amount of time. So I do wonder if they would have gone longer if perhaps the technical difficulties and the raffle stuff like didn't take as long as it ended up taking like if maybe they had slated Mm -hmm. the show to fit in a different timeline or something um but yeah i feel like it was the longest cake on show i've ever been to yeah well and i had been and i was thinking about it afterward too because like i said there were eight artists that performed that night which feels like more than we usually see um and and i know i mean i know that obviously kcon has expanded throughout the years but like that's a long that's a long a long lineup and then like even if we had done it so that like everyone got like 15 to 20 minutes 
we would still have gotten out of there in like two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that like some people got 10 minutes and some people got 30 and then the show was three and a half hours long was just really odd. And I wonder, I wonder how that came to be. And if maybe that was a mistake or like if, you know, certain things ran longer than they were supposed to, or I just don't know. I don't know how that stuff gets decided. Um, and like, obviously, you know, like if Lightsome only has two songs or whatever, then you can't give them a whole 15 minutes or something. But like, I don't know. It was just, it was just set up very differently from the KCON concerts that we've seen in the past. And I wonder why. Yeah. And I think it like just showed to me, cause I feel like when we first years ago, when we first started getting to go to things like this, like KCON or the Hollywood bowl show or whatever, like the first time we saw shiny at the Hollywood bowl, we were deeply incensed that they only did like oh, three furious. or four songs because furious it was like, that they only did three songs. How is this possible? But it's like, that is a thing that is like extremely fair. Like every single person invited gets the same time slot. So it doesn't matter who you're here to see. We're all like getting the same amount of time. But this felt very, very weighted in like, these are the groups that are popular. So they'll get the most time, which is like, again, really good for those fans. Mm -hmm. But like for the sake of like the unity of KCON, like. I think it would be better if everyone got the exact same amount of time. Especially because I think those shows like the Holly, the KMF, like Korean Music Festival we go to at the Hollywood Bowl or the older K-Cons, like those had less of a feeling of having a headliner. Like it wasn't about having that one really popular person because like, for example, with the KMF ones, like we had trot singers and K-pop singers. So it's like, it's not fair to say that these K-pop singers are like more, more important or, or more, more important famous, than yeah. the trot singers who have been around for like 40 years or whatever. So everybody got the same amount of time and it was just like a showcase. And I think that made more sense for KCON too, because you know, like when you have a lineup that's like turbo and shiny and uh G friend or whatever, like, you know, who one is established, one is really popular now, and one is just debuted. Like, yeah, it makes sense to just everybody gets the same amount of time. Like, we're all just here together. And that wasn't really the the vibe sure. of this one. Like, it definitely was... Not, I don't want to say a hierarchy in that sense, but because that feels like the wrong word. But, like, there was very much a... a effort to highlight the rookies but also a separation between the rookies and the more well-established groups um and that was just interesting it was different yeah and i'm curious like again as we said in the other episode we wouldn't have made it through anyway even if we'd tried like i think i would have been too delirious to even take notes but i'm curious if for sunday like things like the rap, like the raffle games or the surprising someone in the audience, if they tightened that up by Sunday and maybe Sunday didn't go as long. But Mm -hmm. I also know that they saved like dream for the end on Sunday. And since they've like never performed in the U S before, I bet they got a whole big chunk. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we usually only go to one day of the concert. We had the opportunity to go to the second day, but, um, we were just too beat. We wouldn't have been able to, to really give it our full attention. So we just had, we just had the one day, which is fine. That's what we usually it's, do. Yeah, it's great. We definitely still got all the same KCON that we always do plus more. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was an incredible experience, like very fun show from start to finish, but, um, yeah, different from, from previous years and, and definitely, 
um, trying some new things. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It's a definitely like, it's a new era of KCON and in 10 years, the whole thing has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And, but I still think that it's general mission to like bring K-pop to people who don't get to see it all the time is still like very present. And I do think that the rookie focus is cool, even though it makes me feel ancient to be like, <laughs> I don't really know anything about these groups. I'm just like happy to be here. But for the sake of people who, you know, like who gravity is their favorite group or like mm-hmm. the ladies we talked to in line got into K-pop for and hypen, then this is a great opportunity to get yeah. to see and hypen. So like, and I also think it is a really cool opportunity for the groups themselves sure. who to like play we at the said, goddamn Staples yeah, Center. Yeah, like it's a huge stadium and it's completely sold out. I'm sure it was the biggest crowd a lot of those groups had ever played for. Um, and you know, it's in the U.S. and like there are multiple stops and sometimes Cake on New York and and Chicago like don't have the same lineup, but sometimes they do, um, or they have similar artists or whatever and you know for these groups that are newer that are rookies that are maybe from smaller companies they can't go on their own u.s tour yet but they get the opportunity to come to something like kcon that's really cool um and i am like glad that they get that chance um to sort of expand and 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 bring in new fans right because like somebody who goes to that show for in hypen might come out of it being like, Ooh, I really liked I and I too. Um, or like, I'm going to have to check out that light some or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, we heard and a lot really cool. from a lot of people all weekend that like light some was like snatching hearts and mm-hmm. minds like all weekend. Yes. Like people were falling in love with light some. Yeah. So yeah. For cool them. for them that mm-hmm. they got to do that. Um, but yeah, it was a great time and I'm going to keep, I'm still going to be recovering from this for a while. Yeah. Um, But it was great to get to go and we'll see what happens next year. Um, So I hope you enjoyed this little recap of Saturday night. And if you did go to Sunday, like reach out to us. I'd love to hear how it turned out Mm -hmm. um, and what the highlights of that one. Yeah. I'm sad that I didn't get to see my Kehoe and my Dawan, my, my two thirds of my fantasy co-ed group, my sweet, sweet, Honey voiced angels. I yeah. hope I hope you had a wonderful time and I'm sorry I missed you. Yeah. Me I too. love you. <laughs> All right, and with that, we'll be right back with a random game. Oh boy, oh boy, last minute surprise popping in the break here to let you know that a couple of our Alex who went to the show on Sunday night have recorded a little recap of how the Sunday night show went. So we're going to plop that at the end of the episode. So stay tuned after the ending theme song to hear what Sunday was like from people who were actually there. All right, we are back. And this week, the random number generator gave us a first-gen co-ed group called Sharp. And this was stylized S, hashtag, waffle, whatever you... In Korea, they call it waffle, uh, ARP. Um, And this was a five-member co-ed group uh, for most of the time. Yeah. 
Uh, they had a little bit of switching of members. Like they debuted as five. And then after their debut, somebody left and then they brought in a new person and then they brought in and then somebody else left and they brought in another new person. So I think there were only four when it ended. But if you want to hear the whole story of Sharp, we went really deep into it in our episode 55. It's called Boys and Girls. And we talked about co-ed groups. And this group ended very, very dramatically because one of the members was like, physically abusing another one of the members and there was a really dramatic press conference where like a manager was like i can't take the lies anymore and it was like a whole thing so please go back and listen to that episode to hear the whole story of sharp because it's a pretty wild story um but they were fairly popular for their few years they were together uh from 1998 to 2002 they released seven studio albums um and their first album only peaked at 15 but all of their subsequent albums were in the top five um so they did pretty well um and they've released one compilation album as well And we are going to be watching the music video for their song, Tell Me, Tell Me, that came out in 99. And it was like their first music show win. And I think it's kind of remembered as maybe their most popular song. So that's what we're going to watch. The music video is available on the Recording Industry of Korea's Association's official YouTube channel. So if you're looking up the sharp Tell Me, Tell Me video... That's the version we're going to watch today. So if you'd like to watch along with us, you can pull it up and press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we have the member. Oh, no, it just changed. We're on like some, it looks like a roof again. Roof, I guess. Yeah. And But we've got five members in black outfits with, like, crazy leather. And then five backup dancers in white. Oh, wow. Look at that outfit. Okay, so there's a dance scene on the roof. But then there's also, like, the members get one-shots in these, like, black rooms that have different fluorescent lighting setups. We've also got a convertible and a tunnel shot. Yeah. One oh of these God, girls these is just wearing coveralls. yeah leather baggy overalls. Another one is wearing a like full plastic reflective silver jacket that has Spikes? individual feathers like on it. Some like wires coming out of it. It's got weird things coming off of it. And then this girl, she's in a blazer that says spoon on the side. Like, what is that? I have a lot of questions. But I do. I'm really all about this 1999 hair we have going on here. We've got just like the little front bangs and the big Mm -hmm. spiky ponytails and lots of great looks. But yeah, the they look the these pleathery outfits on the rooftop in the sunshine are like making me sweaty just to look at them. Oh, I was just going to say we hadn't heard anything from the boys yet. Oh, my God. The song just changed entirely. Wow. Oh, he oh, also he gets one, one of those jackets. Oh, wow. First gen what rapping a... is so aggressive. It really is. Oh, one of the girls is a rapper, too. She has a lot of strange headbands. Oh, she'll show you what's up. Okay, so it seems like both of the boys and one of the girls are are rappers. And then we have the two other female vocalists. (laughs) 
So this is a, what I think is a real missed opportunity of these first-gen co-ed groups is that they separated them like that and never let them sing all together. Yeah. Oh my oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. There was a shot of one of the girls, like she's like fully wrapped in pink satin and like sitting behind jail bars, like just like a little face sticking out of all this fabric. Well, that that shot, they had, sh like right at the beginning of the music video, they had shown us this cage that had this shiny, flowing, billowing fabric like the SM Town music videos where they just like had right, them right, right, in front right. of yeah, shiny, the shiny curtain. But the girl was not like in, in it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny every time oh, we got to so it. Oh, it's so funny. And this like weird silver jacket, I can't get. I over think I'm assuming that it is the same yeah, jacket. Yeah, they only and have put one, all the and they just made them it. all wear it. Yeah, because we've never seen more than one of them in it at, at once. At once. Yeah. And then these like shapeless green tunic turtle. Oh no! Look, they do have more oh, than one. Oh, they have more than one. All right. Wow. All right. Sharp. Oh, first gen K-pop. Ah, uh, sharp. Wow. Well, that's it. And I think we exhausted our uh, recommendations in the episode we recorded earlier for the earlier show this week. Um, I would say, I mean, there's always really good um, footage from KCON concerts. Uh, so, you know, if... You were intrigued by any of the stages that you heard us describe today. Just type in KCON 2022 LA, like on whatever group it was, like look it up for yourself because um, they do have really like the KCON is always broadcast in yeah, Korea. Yeah, it will be an M um, countdown episode at yeah. some point, mm -hmm. probably later this month. So, so they get real like good of camera uh, official camera footage and like edit it together with you know shots of the crowd and stuff so all that stuff is available it's not like locked behind you know content walls or anything like that you can find the the performances um, yeah so, so i say check it out because like yeah. it was really good to see everybody and like mm -hmm. i love kepler and like those light some girls do seem like they're doing a great thing mm -hmm. like gravity has good songs and hyphen has some good songs and like yeah Stray Kids was times. so fun good times and, yeah and my itsy did my serve. I know. So exciting. So lovely. I also, I feel, I, be, I, I bet, I bet that the AT songs where they had the swords and the flags are, was a kingdom thing, right? Probably. Probably. That was my first thought when I saw it. It was like, oh, this, mm. they probably did it like this at kingdom. Sure. Like, but also we learned from those girls outside that AT's has a whole very complicated apocalyptic. Yes. They have a whole lore, lore. Of, of their, their, um, dystopian. Yeah. Everyone was wearing government, the armbands. The armbands. Yeah. And cool. the hats with the diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was a great time. So lucky and hashtag blessed to have gotten to go. And um, I loved it. And I hope that we see lots more of y'all there next year. And oh boy, who knows what's going to happen. So exciting. Uh, but that's it for today. If you would like to find us online, we can be found at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, amakpoppod at gmail.com for emails, 181amakpop5 for voicemails and text messages, P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90026 for regular old snail mail. 
Linktree slash Kpop for all of the other places that you would like to find us or our listeners. And patreon.com slash Pod for extra bonus episodes. Um, and we will be back in just a few days to tell you finally about the 17 concert that we saw our fourth time seeing 17. Yes. Speaking of hashtag blessed. Ugh. Ugh, I love it. I can't wait to tell you all about it. So we'll see y'all then. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. Um, hi everyone. This is um Susie and others who will introduce themselves now. Hi, this is Jantax. And this is Jamie. And we're just gonna do a quick recap of of the second night of KCON. Um, because we were there and it was awesome. Um so the the we we got in it was so much smoother to get in on the on the second night like security knew what they were doing the second night and got everyone in so we had a bit of downtime once we got in um to like find our seats we we saw each other's we were sitting the on the exact opposite sides of uh the venue so that was fun and then we got to our seats and the pre-show started and it started with uh, the woman who had been emceeing the, I think she was emceeing the meet and greets um, as well as KCON rookies. Turns out she's also a singer. She was a great singer. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Yeah, um, I'd heard of her before. She she had done something with, Mama, with Mamamoo at some point and she had actually told us um in the meet and greet with Luna that she had done the guide vocals for two of their hits so it was really cool that uh we got to hear her sing her name is Esna by the way yeah she was she was fantastic and also uh she had this beautiful um like jacket thing that i loved so i really remember <laughs> i really remember her look and her and her voice to look her up more and then um, the second pre-show, there were like two little pre-show shows. And the second one was Ellen and Brian. They're like a dancer duo. I think they do primarily K-pop, but I could be wrong about that. Like a YouTuber, they post a lot of their, their um, little dance covers. And they were great. I, can, I can't remember what songs they did besides Monster and Ping Pong. Do, do you guys remember? I mean, those are definitely the ones that stuck in my head. They were just so cool. And like, honestly, you know, for it being a pre-show and not everybody totally in their seats and ready yet, the crowd just went wild for them. They were absolutely like people loved them. It was great. Yeah, they were great. I think they did actually. Um, we're talking about Ellen Bryan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know they did Zoo um, oh, yeah. off the SM album with like Taeyong and some of the other Neos mm-hmm. and uh giselle uh they did mostly sm actually yeah yeah that i, I can remember. remember yeah and i re- well i mainly remember ping pong and then they kissed at the end and the crowd like went wild <laughs> it was very fun they were yeah they were fantastic good. they were really good um and then the boys opened the show with uh maverick and it was so good <laughs>
so good so incredible just had great energy for an opener too like it was such a good thing to open the show with i really agree i think that's a great that's a great song to open the show with and they were just incredible and we found out later that they had had arrived at the venue an hour and a half before the show started gotten their hair and makeup done and gotten on stage and that they had just arrived from korea that day we were like wow like i couldn't do that after an 11 hour flight so that was pretty wild i have written in the set list that jamin and jeno were the special hosts because they came out right after that they didn't sing, but they there was kind of a notable a notable moment, uh, especially because the audience was so was full of um, and citizens. So <laughs> that was yeah, it was exciting. All, <laughs> it was pretty exciting because we were like, oh, it's going to be one of the English speaking um, idols that are here tonight. And no, Jamin popped his head out and uh, and Jeno and they they were fun. Then. Uh, the, a group that does have an English-speaking person, P1 Harmony, um, did their two songs. Um, they did Doom to Doom. I've never had to say that out loud. That's not how it sounds in the song. Uh, it's more like <laughs> Dum to Dum in the song. And, and Do It Like This. And they were great. I don't know what to say about this. Everybody was so strong. I really like yeah. those songs. So, yeah. yeah, I wish they had done one more. I'm with you. I, I could have I could have watched them do another song for sure. Any of the like, rookies. Yeah, I feel like of the other groups got like one more chance, like a third chance to kind of showcase something. And P1 Harmony kind of just came on to their songs and never came back till the end. That's true. They didn't even and they didn't do any like surprise emceeing or anything. So that would have been hopefully hopefully next time they'll be they'll have a bit more to do because they're yeah. they they were really strong performers and yeah everyone knows Kyo's got a fantastic voice so yeah I don't think I'd ever heard either of these songs before and they were both really really excellent um and it was kind of unfortunate like the most most people's sets were about three songs and then you know like the kind of some of the bigger groups got four or five but uh yeah P1 Harmony only got the two and that was it and that was kind of uh, too bad. Um, them and um, the next group we're going to talk about as well when we got to. And I'm yeah. not quite sure why they got shorter set lists, but. That was going to be my transition as well. Stacy was oh, the no. next group. <laughs> and they and they also only did two songs, um, like Jantax was saying. They did Beautiful Monster and Run to You. And they had super cute cupcake outfits. Yeah, super adorable outfits. That was that was one of the highlights, honestly, just watching them do the dances in those cute little dresses, really puffy skirts and stuff. Yeah. And this is one of the this is one of the times when I had sort of a, a weird like this is my first time seeing this group in person um, thoughts um, is that um, uh, one of their members, Isa, uh, every time I think it's pronounced Isa. Anyways, uh, every time that she was on stage, I noticed how like how ripped her arms were like she's like. She had like some muscle there. I, was, like, I noticed just, that like, on rookie night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not something I would have noticed, you know, on a on a camera or anything. But seeing her in person, I was just, um, yeah, it was something that uh, struck me. That's wild. I don't remember that with Stacy. I do remember. I do remember thinking they seemed so confident. It was really fun. Like they were very, 
sure of themselves and sure of the audience, I felt, because when they went to do Run To You, one of the members who, unfortunately I don't know their names, but I think she had like light brown hair and had one of the pink dresses, which doesn't narrow it down very much. Um, she was like, you guys know this song, so sing along, make sure you sing along. Like she was just, you know it, even though they're a rookie group and I loved that, I loved that confidence. And everybody did know, everybody did sing along. That was great. Yeah, that was uh, Xion. There you go, Xion. I'll have to, I'll have to look out for her. Uh, she's the one who used to be a, like a child actress under JYP. Um, oh. And her father is like a, some sort of in the entertainment industry as well, like a famous something. I'm not, can't remember what. Okay. Um, so then... she definitely has been around this for a while. <laughs> then yeah, that meant that confidence makes sense. Um, and then next, uh, WJSN came out and they did their song Aura. Um, which is that a queen? Is that their Queendom song? It is. Okay. Yeah. And this was actually quite neat because this was kind of, I guess this is the second time because the boys also just did their song Maverick and then left. But this was what kind of different from the concert night number one because WJSN came, did one song, and then they did the rest of their set later. Um, and so they had to get to do a costume change and um, kind of create a different vibe, which was cool. This vibe was very cosmic. That is the, that's the word of choice. Like, I can't think of any other word to describe, like, their costumes and the whole set um, LED That's background. a good one. <laughs> Definitely made me want to go back and check out their Queendom stage, stages. Yeah, I agree. I actually didn't know that they'd won. I, I just wasn't following um, close enough this the past few months and so I'm I'm quite excited to go and and watch what they've done on Queendom. Um TO1 were next. They did their songs Drummin and Boom Pow, which we'd already seen at KCON Rookies. I guess we saw Stacy's as well. Um, mm -hmm. and Drummin's a really fun song. I don't know. It was really stuck in my head so much after KCON Rookies. A weekend. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I have a lot more to say about that. Just it was fun. They were good. Everybody was so good. Everybody was so good. I can't remember if this was the group or not, but I think it was TO1 that, um, I, I don't know if uh, Shannon and Angelica will talk about this, but uh, there was a, a Toyota, you know, it's sponsored by Toyota, next to the stage that was on a lift. And they would lift that car up to the level of the stage sometimes for apparently no reason as far as I can tell. <laughs> and then lower it again. But uh, I think it was TO one that actually went and like played with the car a little bit. Like they drummed on it and like leaned against it. I might have the groups mixed up, but I think it was them who did that. I think I remember seeing a clip after of one of them getting out of the car, like having sat in the back seat or something and getting out for, for this performance. So I, oh, I didn't notice that. Okay. I could be That's wrong. Cool. I, I don't remember seeing anything. The car was on the other side of the stage from us, so I didn't notice as much any any car interactions. And then Nmix was next. And I have not I have not watched I have not, I think I watched the first their first music video and that's all I knew about Nmix. Um and clearly everybody Everybody had watched that music video or knew that song because I feel like everybody was singing to that song. 
and I just don't know how to, what is it? How do you say it? O.O? O.O? O -O? Um, their debut song? Probably one of those. <laughs> um, and they also did a, a song called Tank, which I think was off that, that EP as well. And they were good. I think they have a lot of really cool dance moves, which since I didn't know, I didn't really know them at all. That was kind of what stood out to me. So they have like a crouching move where they like put their hand up. And I also really like their vocals. Um, I thought they had really good vocals. Yeah, they had, um, they have a couple pretty strong singers in there and they were, uh, they had quite a bit of um, like stability in singing live. Mm -hmm. So they sounded quite good. Yeah. And then everyone's favorite, Luna, was next. Um, they did Flip That, which is their latest title track. And they did Star, which is my favorite Luna song. So I was pretty pleased. And then they did uh, Paint the Town. Oh, I wrote that in wrong. I always call it PPT, but PTT, right? Um, yeah. Which was, which was their dream stage. They had done the dream stage. I know... Shannon and Angelica talked about that in the latest episode of um, the like whole process of getting, getting fans up on stage with them. And yeah, it was awesome. Gen Hex, take it away. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a great set. And, you know, like you kind of expect that they'll do their most recent songs and, and they did. But uh, Star was nice, especially because, they you know, like that's the English version and they sang that one. They didn't do the... Uh, the Korean version of, of that song. And um, the dream stage was cool too. They did the, um, they didn't do the like extra, extra extended version of PTT, which is like the one that they did on uh, Queendom, but they did sort of a, they did the intro before they did uh, PTT. So it was like a slightly longer version of the song because they started with their intro and then they did the song itself. And then um, they had the guests the audience guests come in sort of just right at the end there to to dance along to the very end of the song but um there's a lot of like stomping and stuff like that at the end of the song so having a bunch of people on that stage sort of like all doing that at the same time was was pretty impressive i kind of thought we were going to get one more song from luna um i was kind of surprised that none of the girl groups got more than three songs so I think that was the only downside is I wasn't ready for their set to be over. Yeah, but. I kind of, um, I had suspected that, um, you know, it would be Wuju Sonia who would get more because they're kind of more senior. Um, so was, I had kind of thought like, oh, okay, Luna got three. That makes sense. Wuju Sonia will get more, but they, they didn't. They also got three. So I don't know. It was, um, that was sort of unfortunate, but they were at least very, very good songs and they did a really good job. Absolutely. I think uh, WJSN had like a bit of an intro thing, like some of their songs went a bit longer than the actual song itself. But yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been nice to like hear we were saying like, so what or something like that. That would have been really fun live. Next. Yeah, time. I was kind of hoping after hearing Aura from Lujasenyo that Luna would do Pose, which was their uh, song. Oh, yeah, because it's very different from their other stuff. And uh, I thought it would be really cool to see it live. It's it's quite theatrical, um, but unfortunately, they didn't do that one. But oh. also, um, you know, if people want to go and look up stage outfits, uh, Luna had a couple really cool ones. Particularly, Olivia had this like glittery black thing. I don't even know how to describe <laughs> it, um, but it was very cool. I would suggest people go and look them up and and take a look. 
Yeah, Stacy's outfits are worth looking up, and Luna's. I agree. Um, Tia One uh, came and did one of the like relay. I can't remember if they were that was the relay one or the recreate one, but basically just a cover of that that by Sai and Shuga. Um, and it was really fun. It was really high energy. The, the only thing that must be noted is there was a bit of an unfortunate uh, styling choice. And I think that ended up being, uh, I don't know, it seemed like on the internet after that ruined the stage for a lot of people. So that was a bummer. I hope that they, that they don't repeat that, um, that error of judgment. Um, but the song itself was really fun. Yeah, I was impressed with how well they did it. Um, just like it was a very, they did a really good job of keeping the same sort of energy and um, the kind of feeling of the original song. So yeah, I thought that was yeah. good too. But I agree, like I noticed too, the the costuming was a little mm, questionable. Yeah, time to get, you know, consult a cultural expert or something before you make choices. Um, or just stay informed, do, do your research. Um, but they, yeah, they really like, the audience knows knew that song so well. So singing along was very fun. Um, and then WJSN was back and they did Last Sequence and As You Wish. This felt a lot like they were, they were sort of playing to what they were doing on Queendom because As You Wish was a really big song for them on Queendom as well, as well, even though, you know, it's, I think it's originally from 2019 or something like that, but, um, it was a, a big deal on that show too. So it kind of made sense that they, they did that one. And then last sequence is just their newest one. But, um, yeah, those were all really good too. This one, they had a little bit more of a, I don't know, they were all wearing like really baggy jeans mm -hmm. and really tiny tops. That was kind of their like go-to style for the stage. And, um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I really had tunnel vision for the one with the short blonde hair. I've already forgotten her name, but uh, she's she's also in the, the cute subunit and um, she acted in a drama I watched and I and I love her and I will find out her name and uh, look forward to their next whatever they do next. Yeah, it's uh, Dayong. Dayong, yeah. And As You Wish was also one of those songs where it felt like everybody was singing along. Um, I'm pretty sure it was As You Wish. because Everyone had a couple lines that they were able to join in on. And then one that everybody was definitely singing along to, Nmix came out and did a cover of um, Aju Nice, 17's Very Nice. And it was great. It was great. So much fun. I wonder how many people were coming off of the high of the 17 concert in LA on Wednesday and were like, yeah, like, let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, I know there were people waiting for the, for it to continue once it ended, but uh, they just left that to 17 and they didn't do the endless Aju Nice at the end. So it was really fun though. Yeah, their, their dancing was really, really strong. Um, and then the boys were back. The boys did Whisper, Thrill Ride, Break Your Rules, and The Stealer. And it was all phenomenal. <laughs> I'm really biased, but I thought it was so good. I, yeah, I don't know. I, they're, I, I really liked their outfits too. Um, I always think the boys are very cool, like similar, I guess, to 
to Lunar or whatever with, with having so many members. It's always impressive when the stylist manages to like give them all something different that kind of works together. Um, so they definitely had that. And the, I think the Steeler was probably the one that it felt like the audience was like really there for it. Um, I'm really excited to, to watch them perform the Steeler. I got the impression, and I don't know if this is correct because I, I don't know all these songs super well, but it seemed to me like each song people were more hyped for than the last one. Like it seemed like it was like they they picked their order that they were doing their songs in well <laughs> or something because it definitely seemed like every single time they were like, all right, here's the next song. People were even more excited than the last time. So and definitely the Steeler was the most uh, most uh, excited people seemed to be. Um, and then we got another little sort of interlude that we didn't really get um, with the concert, uh, with the first night of the concert, because we had a little collaboration stage with um, two of the Enmixes and two of the Lunas, and I'm going to let Jantex try to pronounce those names. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so from Enmix, we had Kyujin, who I think is their Makne, and Solyun. Uh, and then from Luna, we had Heejin and Hyunjin. And they did a cover of uh, Decolami by Mamamoo, which I've never tried to say that out loud, so I'm really sorry if I said it wrong. Um, but that was great. A Mamamoo song is a vocal song, and it was really fun. People, Again, it's a song that so many people know, like all these multi-stands know these big songs and so when somebody comes out and does a cover of them like everybody loses their mind it was really it was really fun it was really good and it was so great to get like a little sort of break because we knew it was coming next and it was good to break it up with the instead of having the boys back to back to have the girls come back and do something yeah, and I saw, uh, at least in the the Luna sort of fandom, there was a lot of uh, praise for this afterwards because um, Hyunjin uh, has quite a good, it's quite good with vocals, but doesn't get to do very much in Luna songs. There's just, I mean, there's a lot of members and there's other people that they leave the, the big vocal stuff to. And she really took a lot of this song. Um, she she was kind of the backbone of, of a lot of pieces of it, so... Uh, a lot of people were really pleased that she got a chance to to do something kind of this big. Their outfits for for that was great too. It was just like a classic suit, but it looked really good. Um, Can't go wrong with suits. And then and then the moment it felt like the most of the audience was waiting for uh, NCT Dream was the closing act, and it was just five of them. Hichan and Mark uh, didn't come to this particular performance, but. Um, the five that were there were great, and uh, they did Beatbox, Hot Sauce, Hello Future, and Glitch Mode. I personally, I felt like with Beatbox and Hot Sauce, I don't know, I don't know if I, I don't know what, where my expectations were, but I, I felt like they weren't, I don't know, they weren't like, they were missing something, but then I really felt like they hit their stride with Hello Future and Glitch Mode, and my personal favorite performance was, of like the, all the concert was, uh, the whole weekend was Hello Future. I also really like that song. I am incredibly biased here. It was, it was great. No, that's my favorite as well. It, for me too, it, it really stood out um, from that set. Like, I had not heard Beatbox before, although I did like it, um, hearing it there. Um, but I'd heard the other ones and yeah, Hello Future just really sort of 
popped there. It's a, it's a really I'm not saying... go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say it's re it's really fun as a boy as a boy group song. Like it doesn't. It's kind of a bit unique and just the vocals, the vocals. Okay. Yeah, and then they all came back on stage and and said their goodbyes. And I only have one memory of that, which was just uh, Kiho saying hi to the Canadian members of the boys. As I definitely had Canadian tunnel vision too for the for the weekend. I was like, everybody come to Canada, please, please bring your tour stops to Canada. Yeah, and then we were done, and it was it was a bit shorter than the than the one that was on Saturday night by I don't know like forty five minutes or maybe a half hour or something. My theory is that they started the pre show um, a bit earlier. Uh, but I think also they just didn't spend as long chatting. I feel, I think with like Stray Kids, they really interacted with the audience a lot and, and, and took a lot of opportunities to, to do that and, and kind of ended up meaning that things took a bit longer and same with Itzy and, well, I don't know, I could just name all the groups. Like, I think there was a bit more talking on the Saturday night. Um, I feel like I'm talking a lot now. Does anyone else have anything to say? <laughs> Yeah, so um, I actually totally forgot about this while we were there and talking about it. And then afterwards, I remembered there was actually another act who was supposed to be there who didn't show up. Uh, and I don't know what happened, but and I don't know how to say their name, but it's like J-O-1 or something. Yeah. I think they're Jap Japanese. Uh, yeah, five of the members got COVID. Ah, okay, well, there you go. Yeah. So that probably, you know, that was likely two to three songs as well. So that probably cut into that that length. Uh, quite a bit that's true that's true anyway it was really good and we're all we're all struggling that because we're not there anymore and it would be nice to just still be watching the concerts <laughs> um yeah it was really yeah. good i think you know like um as susie was saying earlier one of the things that i really liked about uh the night the second night compared to the first one was just how much those different acts were split up, you know, to get the boys starting the show and then being nearer the end, uh, having Luchi Sonia come out for one song and then, you know, come back later. I liked that it was split up more. It kind of kept things feeling they're they're moving a lot, feeling like it was there was always something fresh. Whereas I felt in the the first night that a lot of stuff was in like larger blocks. Um and so sometimes I would have a little bit of uh be kind of uh getting tired or or distracted by the end of those blocks yeah i think it really it like helped play to the multi-stan audience because yeah i i was there for all of those groups i was really looking forward to all of those groups and yeah like maybe the boys a little bit more and maybe nct dream like a little bit more but it was I I wanted to see all those groups and it was really fun to like have them keep coming back and doing more songs um, and more performances. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess we should wrap up. We really we talked for longer than I anticipated. Um, it was good to relive it. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, should we just do some final thoughts? Yes, yes. Any final thoughts you have, go for it. Um, yeah, I just, I thought, like, obviously, um, I was there for, for a lot of these groups, and both nights were awesome, and uh, I really enjoyed this. Uh, you know, 
being able to see Luna on stage for the first time, and they're, you know, one of my alts, so it was uh, really special to see that, and they just absolutely killed it. So that was awesome, and then just, I thought that the whole thing had really, really good energy. Like, you know, everybody seemed, there's there no, no real moments, uh, especially in the second day, where I felt like people were kind of, like, less interested, like, people seemed to be into everything everybody was cheering for everything i was kind of worried like if there were going to be groups where people would be sort of like a little less interested no that was not the case everybody was was just yelling for everything and uh it was really awesome to uh experience that live and it was actually a little nice to get out a little bit earlier day one was a long long show so yeah that was my thoughts i agree i think i i think i've already said it all it was just it was really really fun and and I'm I'm really happy I went and I'm glad I got to meet all of you and and to get to experience the K-pop joy in person and also seeing the boys again. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, getting to hang out with all of you was definitely the highlight and getting to see the boys so soon after having just seen them was incredible. And then, of course, just being able to see the dreamies for the first time ever. That was unreal. I'm not even sure I've totally processed that yet still. <laughs> and it's been days. So yeah, everyone was incredible. And I came out just wanting to know more about the groups that I didn't know as much about and loving the ones that I already loved even more than I already did. So win-win all around. That sounds like a great summary to me. Yeah. All right. I'll wrap it up then. Um, thanks. Thanks for listening. If this ended up all getting played, thanks for listening. <laughs> Um, and we really hope that we get to, yeah, see more people, like, do it again and, and see more people. Well, I'm speaking for you guys, but I, I think that, yeah. No, for sure. I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> yeah, same here. Wow. Thank you so much to Susie and Jamie and Jantax for taking time very late at night to record that so that I could get it into the episode in time. It sounds like you guys had a really good time and I'm really glad that we could have this Sunday perspective in this concert episode. It was so great to meet all of you and I hope we can do it again soon. Okay, the episode's over for real now. Bye.